Welcome to Go Closer, the podcast that explores spiritual transformation and what it takes to go closer to God each day. Hi, I'm Kara Whitney. I'm a wife, a mom, and an evangelist author. And I'm Arnie Cole, a behaviorist, research scientist, and CEO of Back to the Bible. And I love to study life transformation. And you know, every person has a story. And today, we have a story that will inspire you to go closer. So yesterday, we got to meet Erin, and she had a great story about um, the encouragement she was given through the loss of her mom, Uh, really uplifting and great things in the midst of just a total storm in her life. She also gave us other times where she had to walk through some personal battles, but how her faith was always there for her. She gives us great advice today. She's going to reveal the one sure way for spiritual growth. This is Arnie's department, so I'm sure he's very excited about it. Yeah, stay tuned. It's a great story. What keeps you, Erin, from growing closer to Jesus? What keeps me from growing? Yeah. What limits me? Um, I, I have four kids and an amazing husband. And my oldest is nine. Her name is Reese. And then Paisley is seven. Reagan is four and a half. And then I have a little guy, Jeter, who is almost two. And I would say... What limits me is definitely time and, you know, those moments where I feel like I'm just kind of running around um, trying to keep everything together in my home. But also, I think focusing too much on the worldly things, on what's going on around me, definitely can can stop my growth. And so I always, if I feel like I'm starting to drift, that's something that I always need to assess is, okay, where's my focus right now and um, how do I need to adjust it? Because too much of that is not good for me. And then how do you make that time? My my favorite time to spend with God and Jesus is in the mornings. I usually wake up before my kids wake up. I'm usually up somewhere around 5.30 just to have that quiet time. And that doesn't happen every day. And being a busy mom, I have found like when I'm in the car, listening to Christian music really helps me doing things that maybe make me feel a little bit uncomfortable, like uh, talking in a conference or on a podcast and putting time into that helps me too. Because then, you know, you're scheduling that out and I am intentionally praying over it and about it. And so I think that kind of stuff helps me, helps me kind of refocus my mind. You know, you see people in their Christian walk and, you know, we have our own and it's our individual walk, but Erin is a praying machine. Like, if I ask her to pray, this girl is going to pray. And I love that so much about you. But were you always like that? Did you always pray so fervently, like the way that you do now? Definitely not. I would say uh, my prayer life really grew when I was in college. I used to be afraid to pray out loud. anything like even talking to Jesus out loud like it was definitely not something that I was comfortable doing um but I would say in college I after my uh, sophomore year of college I went on a mission trip to Costa Rica with an organization called Athletes in Action 
I played volleyball in college. And so a bunch of us girls came together as a volleyball team. And then we went to Costa Rica and then we played different universities there. And then we would share a testimony. We would pray for people. We went to an orphanage and did some volleyball drills with uh, these orphans that were there. And then we went into different parks and just prayed for people. And I would say that was probably my first like real growth with prayer where I really had to get out of my comfort zone and say, okay, Holy Spirit, like, I don't, I don't know how to do this, but I know that you're living inside of me. And so I'm just going to let you do the work that you want to do. And so that was a trip that was very powerful for me in my prayer life. And then, um, and then also I think something that was, I was pretty uncomfortable with in my early years was just asking people if they wanted me to pray for them. I didn't want it to feel weird or awkward, so I just would avoid it, mm-hmm. where I feel much more comfortable now saying, hey, can I just pray for you really quick? And um, I think people do appreciate that, but it's something that I think just with anything, practice makes perfect, something my dad would say. Uh, so you just, you practice it, and I think you just get more comfortable with it over time, especially if you're just letting the Holy Spirit just work through you. In your profession, how do you witness to people that are non-believers? What's your approach? So in my profession, I am um, I'm a Pilates instructor and I'm also a physical therapist. In my physical therapy field, I, I specialize in women's health and I see men too, but primarily women. And I see a lot of women who are hurting um, physically, emotionally. I just ask questions. Um, mm-hmm and listen. And I think over time, just establishing a trusting relationship. And um, I just just try to be a light to people. A lot of times it comes out very naturally. Somebody will ask me, um, where do you go to church? Or what's your relationship with God? Like, you know, sometimes it just comes out naturally. But I think for me, it's more about just really getting to know somebody and their heart and just really listening and being uh, a place that's safe. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of where those relationships go. Would you say relationship first? Yeah, I do. Uh, especially for a non-believer who, who just m- maybe, you know, you just never know what their story is. Right. And so I, I don't know. I just try to love people where they're at and try to be an example to them. How do you handle adversity in your life? Well, I have wonderful family and friends around me um, who always lift me up through, like before my mom had passed away, we went through a series of struggles in our life where my husband had a brain tumor that needed to be removed. And we also had uh, had a miscarriage a couple years before that. And then, you know, and then my mom, through my mom's death, I think we've gone through um, some really hard things and I'm 37 years old. Um, and I think that, that through those adversities, I have learned that for me, it always has to go back to spending time with God and asking people to pray for me when I'm struggling. Like I have mentors, I have friends who I know will help lift me up when when I'm really struggling and not being afraid to lean on those people and ask for help, but just getting getting into that quiet time. And if, if I feel like I'm really struggling, I always have to ask myself, have I surrendered this? 
do I need to ask forgiveness somewhere in my own life to draw closer to him? And, you know, who, who do I need to ask help from and be willing to talk about it if I am really struggling? Because I don't think we're meant to do life alone. Mm-mm. Wow. Wow. That's, that's pretty powerful. So never an issue of doubt or like Jesus has abandoned you. It, it's always more you look at yourself to see. Is that right? So that's a good question. We actually, on our More Jesus, Less Sugar podcast, we did a whole talk on doubt. And it's interesting because I don't ever remember a time of wondering, you know, is God real? Did the, did Jesus ever not die on the cross? Like I have always like really firmly believed and held true to that. But that's not to say that like when when things come up that I'm not like, gosh, why is that happening? That happens a lot where I'm like, God... You know, we've been praying over this. You know, my mom's a perfect example where I'm like, I know you can heal her. I know you can. Right. And and I just don't understand why you're not doing that at this moment. You know, like doubting why. Why? I mean, you're a good God. Why can't you do this? Or why aren't you doing it this way? But I when I was preparing for that doubt podcast um, that we did, it kind of hit me that like even Jesus's own disciples that were walking with him day to day, there were moments right, of doubt right. there too. And that that it's okay, but going back to him and just saying, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know that you know what's best and I still trust you, even though this doesn't make sense to me right now. Wow. It must have been scary with your husband with the tumor. Mm-hmm. Um, that must have shaken you to the core, I would think. Yeah, I say that was probably the first um, time in our marriage, you know, where you really have to sit down and think about because we at that time, uh, one of our daughters was one and the other one was two. And um, he was just having some some very weird symptoms. And when he went into the doctor and they did a a brain scan, I remember telling him, (laughs) I said, John, I've never been so sure of anything in my whole life. I'm like, it's going to be fine. There's not, they're not going to find anything. <laughs> Famous last words. Yes. Um, Good and call. And he called me and he was just like, yep, they found an enlargement on the spot and they need to go back in. And I, I, to this day, I can remember sitting in my car when he told me that and thinking, no way. Like I, no, there, he doesn't have a, he doesn't. No. So that shook me to the core for sure. I bet. I bet. Yeah, because I was just, I was so sure he was going to be fine. And he is fine. But he did have to go through a long road. And luckily, with his surgery, they were able to get everything. And it was benign. It was challenging. He spent he spent about um, five days in the ICU and 10 days in the hospital um, because there was one complication that occurred during surgery. So it was definitely a scary time and really hard just having young kids at home, too. And we just didn't know. We didn't know going into right. the surgery what the outcome would be. But uh, same same with my mom. For what we walked through and what we learned from it, our faith was stronger. So I don't know that I would go back and say, I wish it would have been different. You know, it's really strengthened my husband's faith, too, in our marriage. So I'm thankful for that. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. That's tremendous. All right. We should probably end this on a funny mom story. You know which one I'm going to ask you about? Oh, what? 
gosh. Like I said, I feel like I know her mom. I can't wait to meet her. I think, you know, when, when we get to heaven, we'll get to meet this woman. And she just is so phenomenal. But how about when you guys would cuss? <laughs> when you were, if you got My caught so cussing, <laughs> this is her, this is the punishment. <laughs> and I, I, I got to tell you, I almost want to do this with my kids, but I don't know. It's so funny. Okay, so tell the there story. there's a couple things. <laughs> she would, um, her punishments were always, they were not traditional punishments. So um, my older brothers, they, they could be pretty naughty and they would get in fights and they would cuss at each other and they would make um, gestures to each other. And she would make them go downstairs and she would make them yell that cuss word as loud as they could for 15 minutes straight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> and uh, the, it I mean, she it, had to be dying. She had to be laughing so hard. Yes. Yeah, she also made us, like, if we were just, she would always say, this is not a gymnasium, because, you know, balls would be, like, flying everywhere. And then if we would get wild, she would bake us, run around the block, go do another block, go do another block. So our house was so much fun, but it was crazy. And my mom, we knew not to mess around with her. Like, she was, uh, and my dad, too. They were just, they're just really great parents. So if we drive by your house... And here's a little kid cussing for 15 minutes. We'll know that uh, you've tried that discipline method on your children. Yeah. Do any yes. do any of your siblings do that or? Um, I don't think they do. But gosh, we laugh about it. We laugh about it all the time because gosh, they were funny. And the other funny thing about my mom is she was uh, and my dad, but my mom especially. She was a nurse. She would work during the nights, and then my dad would work during the day, and that's kind of how they did it. So anytime we had any kind of injury, it was like, get up, you're fine, see how it is in the morning. So like actually taking us to the doctor, to the hospital was just never really a thing. And so we always laughed about that too, because there was one time where I had an appendix issue that she was like, Erin, you're fine. And ended up having to have surgery and another sister who had broke her hip. <laughs> so oh we goodness. always laugh about that, too. She was just, she was tough. Yeah. Yeah. Funny wow. character. And so loving at the same time. And in heaven. Yeah. And so awesome. The hope mm-hmm. we have. Erin, thank you so much. Thank you. This was awesome. Thank you, guys. I've enjoyed being on the show, so thank you. And I'll see you at my house tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I will say it again. I just always, I always say to Aaron, I just feel like I know your mom. I mean, what a character, what, just what a sweet lady that I will actually get to meet one day because of the hope that we have. And it was really great for Aaron to encourage us and then also to challenge us to get out of our comfort zones this week. Oh, yeah. It, it's, um, it's tremendous. And, uh, to be one of nine kids, and I'll never forget that story of when a kid says a bad word, you just have him yell it for 15 minutes. And I can just see driving by Aaron's house, having her kids swearing up a storm in the basement. Wow, it's amazing. It's hilarious is what it is. Yes, I, I it love is. that story. Well, listen, 
Uh, it's been great talking to Aaron. It's just been really encouraging. But um, make sure you come back Monday because we're going to be talking to Bryce. And you're going to love meeting this guy. We'll be back next Monday where we're going to go closer. Fields of Grace, the latest book by Kara Whitney, shares down-to-earth stories about how ordinary people can share their faith in extraordinary ways. Find the link for Fields of Grace in today's description.